Okay, what is going on, y'all? It is your man, Gerard Kenneth. Thank you once again for checking out my podcast, The Supposed to Be Different Podcast. Uh, This is episode five, Hurt People, Hurt People, The Zombie Effect. Okay, as I stated, I think in the third episode, I don't remember. It might have been the third episode. I said I was going to be lazy for a little bit um, because I have a lot of content from my Facebook Live videos and I was going to be giving you the audio. So this particular audio was from last year, um, October the 24th. Um, Basically, I was using a zombie effect and I'm not going to go into detail with it right now because I'm going to go ahead and play the audio in a few minutes. But it was more so of a rant, but I'm really hoping that you guys gather something from this because I kind of like mentioned it in a previous video and um, I, I've used it. I talked about the zombie effect a few times, but I think in this particular video, I actually did a video on it. I don't, I'm trying to see if I did another video on it while I was in a relationship at the time. I don't remember. I thought I did, but I, I have to find it. But this particular one sticks out. So um, maybe I'll use it in, like I spoke about it briefly in in another video, but this video, I actually go all the way in um, discussing um, the, the concept of the zombie effect. So, um, and it's in reference to hurting people or hurt people or bleeding people are just gonna hurt more people instead of healing. It deals with healing. So, um, as I stated before, I'm not gonna go into detail with it. I'm gonna go ahead and let my past self go on the little tangent, the little rant that he was going on, okay? Um, so, I, I really do pray that you get something from it. I pray that you receive something from it. And I also pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yahushua, in the name of Yeshua, that you guys examine yourself and cry out to God and say, Father, heal me from the different pains that I'm dealing with. Okay? All right. Peace and God bless. Enjoy. All right. I'm going to be real brief. Uh, I just got home from work. I'm extremely tired. All right. So, um, uh, one, I need to apologize. Uh, I was feeling some type of way last night. And I actually <laughs> deleted the post that I wrote because it was like late at night and I was, I just got, I got really, I got triggered. I got triggered last night and uh, I was just immensely um, frustrated about knowing what type of person God wired me to be and all that good stuff. So I was, it was going on business. Uh, wired me to be so I, I do apologize about that so anybody that like actually like reached out to me or mentioned something or just gave me the courage where I do appreciate it I was just I felt as though I was out of pocket because I, I felt triggered because I'm just like I was talking to my, uh, my uh, a friend of mine about this and she was saying it's basically what I was saying you can't control people's perception like that's something you just cannot do you can't control people's perception of you You can be like this stand-up dude or stand-up chick and somebody has a different perception of you and they're going to keep it that way because of probably how they view themselves so you know it is what it is um because there's times where like i'm I'm just i'm gonna talk about this and then i'm gonna let it go because i actually want to talk about something else but uh i was actually um just just dealing with some stuff for like six months and it was the same thing repetitive 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 and um my mindset is okay well i I get upset i get frustrated i'll talk about it like hey this is what's going on hey this is something i don't like i don't appreciate it and it's like well okay 
Now, let me examine myself. What can I do? What? Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? I've always been that way. Always been that way. Even when I was married at 19, I was like that. And I, I, I saw things that were identical to that. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, what I want to talk about today is something that actually happened yesterday at school. Uh, I did a video on this like a while back, but I call it like the zombie effect. And it's really, really simple. We can use zombies. You, you can use vampires. You can use werewolves. You know, whatever. But I call it the zombie effect because I like the I don't know something about zombies or whatever, but I remember talking to uh, my kids in my eighth period, and I was just like, "Yo, um, and, and for me, I, I, every once in a while, I do talk about relationships with them because one, I don't want them to go through the same mess that I went through. Uh, two, I want them to avoid things. Um, three, you don't really have any like really healthy conversations like this. You don't even have healthy conversations like this with adults." You know what I'm saying? So imagine kids, because they see stuff, and we always say, oh, we need to have this type of discussion, but it becomes a pointing finger versus like, hey, this is what, so what, so I, I try to play uh, mediator with that, and so in any case, uh, so I, I was talking to my kids yesterday, and I was like, what, I was like, I, I basically gave them a scenario of like how hurt people hurt people, and it's usually because of like something we didn't see growing up, or somebody got hurt, and now they're instilling all this information to somebody else, and now they're like either being told XYZ about somebody. So what I started out with, most of my young men, and even us, uh, we're, we're told to like treat women with respect, but you don't hear too many women being told that with men. In reality, it's like we're being told, or they're told like they have to earn our, we have to earn their respect, but we have to automatically give it, even though we can be disrespected or whatever, and we just have to earn it. And it's like that, that, and, and the crazy part is that most of my kids, majority of my kids are like male or female, they like, they know that that's not the case. It's not supposed to be like that, but it's like that because somebody else has been hurt. So they're pouring all their hurt onto somebody else and saying, hey, a man is supposed to respect you, but he has to. You have he has to earn your respect, so you can be disrespectful all, to, all 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 day if you want to. And it's because a woman was disrespected, or somebody else was disrespected, or they grew up seeing something, so now they're like instilling that in somebody else, where there's all this trust and disdain. And this is why we have jacked up, beat up, hurt, failed relationships and stuff like that because of certain things that we've seen or certain things that we experienced. So. With that said, one thing that I asked my kids, I said, what do zombies do? They said they eat, right. What happens if you get scratched by a zombie? You turn into a zombie. What if a zombie is bleeding on you and you get all their blood and fluids on them? What happens to you if you get, uh, if you're not eating alive, you turn into a zombie and now you're attacking regular people. Right, we got all, got all that stuff established. And I was like, exactly, and I was like, but the same thing applies in relationships, right? And I said, the key thing was, what is the, uh, one thing I was asking the kids was, what is the key factor for zombies? What is their, they have a one track mind, for real, for real. What is, their, what is that main thing that they're focusing on? Food, feeding. All they care about, like they, they have this, they have it ingrained that all they want to do is feed. If you just happen to like survive and turn into a zombie, okay, cool. But they're not thinking about you turning into a zombie. They're just concerned about feeding and consistently feeding and always feeding and just that's it, just feeding, 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 feeding. That's it. And they don't care how to get fed as long as they get fed. 
And I think that we deal with the same thing when it comes to relationships. A lot of people are hurt. And so you heard the phrase, you know, say like, be careful, you'll bleed on somebody or whatever. So back to the scenario with the zombie, think about that. A zombie is cut and now they bleed on somebody that's not a zombie. Now that person turns into a zombie. So think about that. Like people are dealing with certain things or going through certain things and, or didn't get an antidote or a cure for certain things. And now they're responding a certain way and they're more concerned about what they're getting from you versus what versus what you desire from them so you're giving but they're not giving back or you're giving or they're barely giving and so and they're expecting you to be okay with it and it's 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 not okay because now it plays a part in you or somebody that's looking at that whole relationship and saying you know what i don't want to deal with that i'm going to be like this and i heard so many of my young men say well i'm just going to be this type of dude and i was just like man that's not good and then in the in the middle of me saying it's like i'm wrestling with those thoughts myself like i understand why they say i don't even understand how some women feel some type of way about that especially if you're the type of person where you're a loving person and then you just like you still get treated a certain way it, it, it's, it's not cool um it's really not so I think that the biggest thing is like actually like healing and, 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 and receiving an antidote for that. Otherwise, you're gonna you operate as a zombie, and all you're literally doing is just feeding. So basically, you're you're craving affection, you're craving love, you're craving all these different things from this person, but you cannot give it back. You cannot reciprocate it. All you can do is literally take. If you cannot literally give, you don't need to be in a relationship. I'm just being flat out. Like, if you if you know you can't, you want somebody to love you, but you can't reciprocate that love, you don't know how, you feel as though you can't, why is that person obligated to just stay in something like that, right? It, you have to, it's vitally important that you examine yourself and say, why am I like this? And it usually stems from something in the past that has nothing to do with the current person that you're with. If you can't respond to, what was that? if you can't respond a certain way to that person, if you can't in the world, if you can't respond a certain way, if you can't reciprocate certain things, like you have to literally examine yourself. And if you have the audacity to not examine yourself, then that, my friend, is pride. Straight up and down. If you can't really say, man, why am I like this? I need to figure out why am I like this? Why can't I be? It's it. it that's why. Or it may be something current, but usually, I'm oh, sorry, let me actually put this on silent. So that's usually, that's usually the case. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of different things. Where, hey, what's going on, sis? God bless you. So that's, that's, that's usually the case, okay? When it comes to that. If somebody is like, they choose, they're choosing, like, you're in a relationship, not like you're trying to shoot your shot, and this person is like, nah, bruh, leave me alone, no, you're in an active relationship, and this person can't reciprocate, you know what I'm saying, or they just choose not to reciprocate, or you're giving affection, but they kind of like, okay, um, I'll give you a little bit, I guess, you know what I'm saying, or you're going through all this foolishness, you don't have to, like, fight for something like that, I hate to say that, as jacked up as it sounds, you're not, 
I'll say it from a perspective of, man, I mean, sadly, even in marriage. It just depends, especially because scripture doesn't really, it's, that's, it's, it's tough. Because scripture literally just says when it comes to marriage, it's like the only way you can get a divorce is if there's infidelity. And that person has to cheat on you, not the other way around. But what if you get about to get beat to death? What do you do? Like, you gonna just let this person beat you to death? No, you, no. You know you got a God-given purpose. Why you gonna just, okay, God, I guess, you know, I guess this is it, you know? Nah, you might wanna get out of that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not wise. It's not, it's not wise at all. But in any case, people are hurting people and they're not trying to actually like heal or examine themselves. They would rather just keep taking from somebody and trying to figure out, well, why? I want this. What are you trying to give back? What do you have to give back? It's basically in the sense of like, you're wanting certain things, but what do you have to offer that person in exchange for those things? It's, it, as jacked up as it sounds, it's still a barter system. It's just not, for the most part, not dealing with money. It, it, our time is our money, right? Our time is our money. We work for our money, right? We do all these different things for certain money. We give our time for that. But if I'm spending and investing in you as far as like my heart and my affections and all this nice stuff, and I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing what I'm expecting to get returned back to me. What makes you think that I I, I should continue to, to to fight for something that's not giving me a return? You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, some things take time, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to marriage or whatever. It does take time. I've been married before. I got married at 19, got divorced at 25. The, the other thing you have to consider is um, that person's mindset, that person's heart. Like, do they actually really want to make this work? If you really want to, if this person really want to make this work, then I mean, you know, seek God, yo. And you got to be, and both people have to be in the same boat. Like, seek, y'all really have to seek God. Because if one person, I mean, you can seek God for yourself. And granted, even the scripture in 1 Corinthians 7, it talks about, like, hypothetically speaking, one person is saved, the other person is not. You're, you're stuck with that person. Continue to be a light to that person because who knows, your relationship with that person may actually, you know what I'm saying, turn them over and they actually get saved. That actually says that. Now, what more so with two people that are saved? Like I said, y'all, at, at one point, there should be some, some form of spiritual maturity to where you understand, like, you know what? Is God, that's the biggest thing. Is God pleased in the way that I'm operating? It's different if like one person is saved, the other person is saved, you just trying. But when it comes to like two people in and in, in they're married and they're both saved, or two people and they're dating and they're both saved, and you're having issues and complications and all these different things, and somebody's getting hurt, what in the world? These people are getting hurt and stuff like that. Like you have the question: the way is the way, or are the ways that I'm operating? pleasing to God. Can God really get the glory out of the way I'm treating this person? You have to do a self-examination. Even in the faith, we're told to, to, uh, to self-examine yourself to make sure you're still in the faith, right? Like, that's a real thing. It's a real thing. That doesn't mean that you're like perfect now because Christ in the word it says that I'm confident of this very thing that he who has performed a good work in me shall continue to perform it until the day that Christ returns. So Christ is constantly working on us, but we got to let him work on us. Otherwise, we will just be dead, so to speak, and be zombies and just devouring people and hurting people and destroying people and then turn around and just creating a, a, a continuous, vicious, 
cycle. Tupac had a uh, tattoo on him that, called, that was saying Thug Life. And what Thug Life really meant was the hate you give infants Fs everybody. And um, I, I got his book. I got like this book about him and he was talking about that. And basically what he was saying was the decisions that you make affects the next generation. So consider, when I was talking to my kids yesterday, I was saying like, yo, there are certain things that transpired before you were ever born. So by the time you're born, you're affected by it. You know what I'm saying? That's a real thing. You're affected by certain things that transpired before you were born. Or while you were born, you're witnessing things and it's affecting you and your decision making when it comes to relationships, good or bad. So if you're making bad decisions and somebody else is watching, it's going to affect them. And then it's going to affect... We're, we're not an island. Everybody's getting affected in some shape, form, or fashion. All right? You're not an island. We're not an island. Everybody's getting affected by some sh in some shape, form, or fashion. It's vitally important. Now, even if you didn't do anything to receive certain things, it affected you. You need to confront those things. Something that my mom and uh, my, my, my dad, my stepfather, they told me before when me and my sister were kids, when we were sat, we sat there and watched them fight, argue, all this other foolishness. Um, praise God, yo, I'm, I'm glad. All this other foolishness, even as teenagers, my mother talked to me and my sister when we were teenagers, and she was just like, Gerard, you know, Missy, I'm so sorry. They apologized to us too. Like, they apologize to each other, but then they apologize to us. It's like, because we don't want y'all to see that. We're trying. My parents was like, we're trying to be good, godly examples of what a marriage and a healthy, I'm trying not to cry, uh, a, a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. This is what my parents were doing. And they were not perfect, but they were striving because they knew that we one day were going to get married. So what does it look like being in an unhealthy relationship, constantly fighting and, bicker and bickering and all this other stuff, and you thinking that's normal? It's not. Nobody wants to be in anything that is dysfunctional. And granted, my, my students, they've seen stuff like that, and they know in the back of their head it's not supposed to look like this because they didn't have a tangible example. So... In any case, so I started talking about like being side pieces and side dudes or whatever. And like some of my men, they were kind of like trying to justify it. And I was like, look, but what you're doing, I had some students that actually mentioned like, yo, I got a whole girlfriend and a side chick. And I was like, that's messed up because what's going to happen? I said, you know what's the weird thing about being a side piece is that you're actually hoping that they leave their main just so they can be with you. And then you're going to turn, mess around and be bitter when it don't work out the way you want it to work. Hold on. And now you're going to turn into a zombie and mess around and hurt somebody else. I dealt with that. I've been a side dude. Oh, my God. That sucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I was a kid, I, I cheated on my ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, we both cheated. It don't justify none of that. None of that is justified. Wrong is wrong, none of it is justified. So I've been through all different types of things and none of it feels good. At the end of the day, it's not a good feeling when you look back at it like, yeah, that was probably not the brightest thing for me to do. You know what I'm saying? Or it was like, hey, this sucks. I don't want to deal with this. So I, I've been through, I've been on both sides. I, you know what I'm saying? I wrestled with that. So, and that was in my backsliding state, right? So I'm saved now. You know what I'm saying? I rededicated my life to God back in 2005, right? So it's been about, oh, it's been a while, about like 13 years or something like that. So 
You know what I'm saying? It's been a while. And so, I, and I wrestled with that. Even in my post, I was like, I literally, I, I, basically, I'm wrestling with, do I become a zombie and start devouring? Because I was always giving. I'm always this loving person. I'm always dealing with somebody that has some type of hurt, insecurity, feel like they ain't being loved. Here I come with the come through, loving on somebody, and then I got to sit there and get and receive all this other like negative energy and all this other stuff, and then it be justified and think it's okay, then it's like, hey, thank you, I'm out. And I got to constantly wrestle with that. And a lot of people are wrestling with this. So then it's like, what do you do? You take a break, you get healed, you do all this stuff. So they're like, well, what do you do? Right? So now the question, and this is a, and now I'm answering something for myself. So like, so what do you do? So when you think about zombie films and stuff like that, you got some people that find themselves around zombies and so they just gotta survive around the zombies. And then you got some people that say, bump that. I'm gonna stay with healthy people. I'm gonna stay in a camp where people are whole and they're trying to not get devoured and eaten alive and destroyed and, and dig this. They're all protecting each other for the most part. You know, you got some people that like they're trying to be controlling even in that. But for the most part, they're protecting each other. They're looking out for each other. You know what I'm saying? And so you will want to find yourself in a position where you're in like healthy environments to where you can learn things to where you don't actually mess around and find yourself encountering a zombie and getting bitten or getting scratched or getting bled on or getting eaten alive. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You, you're able to be in a position to where it's like, okay, now, so now you're looking at yourself, and now you're looking at your value, and you're like, I don't deserve to get turned into a zombie, I don't deserve none of that, like, you're not entitled, you don't feel as though you're entitled, that's the one thing, you got some people that think that they're entitled, and they're like, just horrible people, no, I'm not talking about that, we're actually graced for healthy relationships, we're graced for marriage, why, well, from from my, my teachings from my bishop according to the scriptures grace is one is like mercy grace and but grace is also the power and equipment for ministry and I wasn't trying to keep going but so so what is a ministry marriage is a ministry what does ministry means it means service to serve so there was a uh, one point where it says that um Peter's mother was like healed and she went and ministered to Peter, I think. You know what I'm saying? Or minister to somebody. Minister means to minister means to service. So if you're a minister, you're actually a servant. So in when you're in a relationship with somebody, basically it's a ministry and both of you are serving each other. So even Christ said that the master is not greater than the uh, uh for the most part. Like for the most part, he's not greater than the student. Why? Because he's serving his student like the like the student is serving him. And then he said, yo, if you if I can't serve you, if you won't let me serve you, you're not fit for my kingdom. So we you can serve me, that's cool. Now I want to serve you. I may be in a different position than you are, but I'm gonna still serve you. I may love, I may like know more things, be more knowledgeable in certain things, be teaching certain things, but I'm still gonna serve you. You may be in a different position than me, but you know certain things that I don't know, or you experience certain things that I didn't experience. Right? So, but we're still serving each other. Most people don't know how that looks, they don't know what service looks like. Right? Usually, most people's mindset of what a serve, of what it means to be a servant, is to be a peasant. 
you get stepped on, you get walked on, you get spit on, you get pushed on, you get all this type of stuff, verbally abused, physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, all these different things, right? Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm reading. Um, marriage is a ministry where we serve each other, but broken people cannot serve. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. They really can't. They really can't. They really can't. And so what happens is that you find yourself wanting somebody to love on you, but you can't return it back. If you can't return it back, you're not prepared for ministry. In, refer in, in reference to, 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 to a relationship, you're not ready for that. If you now, what's weird is that, or if you feel as though you can't return it back to this person, but you see somebody else, you're quickly okay, cool, praise God, then do that. Don't waste that person's time. Don't take from somebody that you're not trying to reciprocate to. Like that's mad disrespectful. I'm just gonna just basically, or as a vampire, what do vampires do? They suck you dry. They either may turn you into a vampire or they'll keep you on tap and just keep sucking you or they'll suck you dry so you have no more blood. And scripture tells us that blood is the life stream of like the body of life. Like physical blood is the life stream that keeps us living. If you bleed out, you're if you bleed out, you're dead. Completely dead. If you bleed out, you're dead. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Like, then they may not be grace because they're not prepared for it. They, or they're choosing not to be prepared for it. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't, you know what I'm saying? Or they just think that they, um, they think that they're, you got some people that are stuck in their ways and think that when they're stuck in their ways, they can't grow or they don't want to elevate. Like, like they don't have no desire to do that so they think that their way is the correct way and it basically still deals with like their mindset based on how uh, what they grew up seeing or what they experienced or whatever and you got people that are actually in relationships like that you know what i'm saying you got people that are actually in relationships like that so anyways needless to say so i did all that talking yesterday and so today my student came in and uh i ended up playing usher because this kid she asked me to play usher so i played um you make me wanna right Classics when I was like 13 when it came out and um, He looked at me. He's like mr. Arnold. I'm glad you're playing that. I stopped the song. I said oh, hold up What you mean? He's like that song. He said what you talked about yesterday About zombies and how you're supposed to be treating women a certain way and vice versa and how women are supposed to be treating men a certain way And da 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 and why is like this and that he was like I really thought about it And he was like man I talked to my, my side chick about it and I was like you want to talk about it right now He's like nah, I was like well, why do you have a side chick? He's like, because my girl isn't doing the things that my side chick is doing. I said, is this sexual? He was like, nah. I want you to listen. He said, it's not sexual. I said, is it her character and how she's treating you? He said, yeah. He said, Mr. Arnold, I'm going to be for real, man. He said, I'm a, actually he said, I'm actually a really good dude. He said, um, I'm a really good dude, but I hate the way I'm being treated by this woman. And so I got a side chick because she makes me feel like this. And I was like, then break up with her. He said, I can't. She lives with me. Um. This, this young man was basically telling me that this young lady literally, and I asked him questions. He, 
He was just like, man, she didn't grow up seeing a healthy relationship. She was like, she the young lady lives with a mom, and her her mom's boyfriend is just a horrible dude. They're constantly fighting. They're constantly big. They're constantly bickering and all this other stuff. And his girlfriend is seeing it. And so at this point, he said, man, I live with my parents right now, and my parents have a healthy relationship. And I said, like, that's so weird to me that you got a side chick. So I'm really thinking that he's gonna actually break it off with his side chick and really try to make stuff work with this girl for real. But he said, but my girl lives with me. He said, I wanted her to live with me so she doesn't have to be in that environment. I want her to be in a, wow. I want her to be in a healthy, he said, Mr. Arnold, I'm really a good dude, I swear. He said, my mindset is just like this. But basically he was tired. You ain't treating me right, bet. I'm gonna find somebody that's gonna treat me right, but I still want you to be in a good environment where you see a healthy relationship. Now that doesn't, you know what I'm saying, whatever. That's still weird and jacked up, right? So my man basically wanted his girl to come in and watch his parents have a healthy relationship. Cause he was like, I will tell her things and this, that, this, and the third, and like all this bickering and arguing is not healthy. Look at my parents, these are tangible examples. And you got people that will still make and excuse certain things. Like, you're going to excuse the fact that arguing, constant arguing, constantly looking for something to fight about is, is not love. It's not love. That does not mean that you care. Oh, man, let me charge my phone. It's not love. It does not mean that you, can't, that you actually care about that person. All that means is that you're accustomed to something toxic. And you've been wired to think that if it's not like this, then it's not love. You got, you got people out there that think that getting a tail whooped by a man means that he loves her. Lord, that all that means is that you got some daddy issues and your dad either was not there or he wasn't disciplining you correctly or he just whatever. So now you got a whole man beating your tail and thinking it's love. He doesn't love you. Because what man will cause harm to himself? So he's sitting there beating your tail is not love. Constantly arguing and bickering is not a sign of love. It's not a sign of passion. You may be passionate, but that is not a sign of passion. It's not. That's not what, when we look at, um, what is it? Uh, I believe it's uh, 1 Corinthians 13. It tells us what love is. What love ain't. It's constantly fighting and arguing and bickering and disrespect and all this stuff. Look at it for yourself. So if both people are supposed to be operating in love, they should be operating in that manner. That's not love. I think that's it. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> it's, it's not love. And like, you would be a fool. I'm talking to myself, but you would be a fool to fight for something that's to fight for something that's not healthy. You would be a fool to fight for something that's that's gonna destroy you. You would be a fool to think that. You just, you would be a fool. And if that person's kind of like, you know what, I'm messing up here. I'm sorry. I'm messing up here. I need to fix this. Then okay. But if that person is really like, nah, I'm straight. I'm, I'm really straight. Like, and you see stuff like, yo, like, hey, um, so 
whenever I talk about this, this happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm not trying to rile you up. I'm not trying to da 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 da. But for some strange reason, you get triggered. Like, yo, I'm not trying to trigger you. I'm really not trying to trigger you. And, I, and I've been through that before my uh, with, with, with a uh, past relationship. I've been through that. Even with my ex-wife, I've been through that. Like, you see stuff. Or like, you see, like, the last, I remember, I think the last time I actually talked to my ex-wife was like, last year, I was dealing with some business. But before that, I think I gave her an encouraging word and her mindset changed. But before that, I don't know what we were talking about. But whatever I said, she got immensely offended. And I was like, yo, hold on. I didn't, whoa, wait a minute, my bad. And I apologized. I was like, my bad. I didn't I didn't say anything offensive. But whatever I I don't even remember what I said, but it triggered her. And I was like, yo, this, you need to get healed. Cause I don't know what to tell you. There's been, there's been points where um, at one point in time, when me and my ex-wife used to go through it, just before every day that came my life back to God, oh, I was petty. You come at me sideways when I know I ain't disrespecting you? You come at me sideways? Oh, okay, bet. Or you want to use certain things about me as a weapon? Okay, bet. I got you, dog. And, and that was like the wrong thing to do. And with with um the relationships, relationships I've been in, like, I was mindful to not operate the way that I operated when I was when I was married and when I was in my backslidden state. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't, I don't want to be this evil person oh you want to come at me for real i i got you you know what i'm saying that's that's the old me and and it was more so because i had to protect myself because you you my ex-wife felt like it was okay to attack me you know what i'm saying like either it was physically because I, I i dealt with domestic violence as well like my ex-wife would jump on me she would come on me sideways she would say jack up stuff to me and i'm like yo you know that i love you right so but Anyway, basically what I'm saying is that we need to get to a point where we actually find time to heal before you mess around or get the antidote before you mess around and turn into a zombie and start devouring other people and scarring other people and hurting other people to where they turn into a zombie and now they're doing the exact same thing and, it's, and then it's going to affect the next generation and then the next generation is going to get affected and then the next generation and then the next generation and then it's just ongoing cycle and then it all is all is doing is feeding into how the enemy comes like a lion seeking who he may devour and how the enemy uh desires to still kill and destroy life healthy relationships real love all that stuff seeing dysfunction plays a seeing dysfunction and thinking it's normal and operating in a way you're actually literally like basically like helping Satan out and destroying marriages and relationships and stuff like that because a healthy marriage reminds Satan of a relationship with Christ in the church. Why? Because in Ephesians 5, right towards the very end, it said that marriage is a great mystery. It says that marriage is a great mystery because it's basically a type and shadow of Christ in the church. So going back to if you're dealing with some dysfunction or certain things are not transpiring in a relationship, examine yourself and ask yourself, um, is what I'm doing glorifying God? Can, is God literally getting the glory out of the way that I'm treating this person? Is God getting the glory out of the way this person feels for some strange reason? Is God getting the glory out of this? How can I, how can I please God in my relationship? And if you choose not to look at it that way, then you're legitimately selfish and caring about yourself.
I'm just straight up. If you literally are like, you don't have the mindset of how is this pleasing to God? Because at the end of the day, technically speaking, all of our actions are to glorify God. We were created to have a relationship with God, to worship and glorify Him in every aspect of our life, technically speaking. So if you're in a relationship and you're saved or both people are saved and certain things are transpiring and you're like, and you, and you choose not to think, how is this glorifying God? Or you choose to think like, or you just don't care? You're wasting that person's time. And most likely you're feeding off of them and you can't reciprocate anything. That's wrong. Either need to be by yourself or be with somebody that's the both of you guys in the same boat. So it's it's not really what is love, because we know what love is when you look in first uh, Corinthians 12, I mean 13, we're told what love is. The real question you need to be asking is can this person love? Does the person that you're with do they actually know what love is? Have they experienced love? Has have they allowed God to really love on them? So it's not really, so the thing is that it's not that you're not good enough. And I think we all, we all deal with that to some capacity. God told me this, um, maybe like a few months back. He said, Gerard, and the light is, is getting darker here. Oh, snap, what happened? There we go. And so, basically the word was, I know you're ready. But do you know you're ready? Or you have to know that you're ready. God was like, I know you're ready. That's what God told me. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. He's like, but do you know that you're ready? And exactly, God has to be in the center of the marriage. And if you're not letting God be in the center of the marriage, then what can you do? It says that a three, um, a three, four, four cord cannot be easily broken because God is in the middle of it. And God is stronger than both parties. And if you're not tapping it into his strength and you're tapping into your own strength and your own understanding, then it's gonna only you can only go so far. You can only go so far. But the end but to answer that last question, what 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 makes you good enough? God's the one that makes you good enough. He's the one that makes you good enough. He's the, he's the one that's like, yo. You know, I'm, I created you, and I'm working on you, and I'm molding you, and I'm shaping you. He's the one that makes you good enough. Even if nobody, even if the other person doesn't see your value, we have to understand that God sees value in us. And there's other people around us that sees value in us. And that's something I remember I was praying that maybe like, ooh, earlier this year, I was like, God, people see really interesting things in me. And I have to really wrestle with certain things because even in my own personal confidence, I'm working on certain things. And even in um, a previous relationship I was in, it was like, it was just the confidence that I did have was getting chipped at. And I was like, this is weird. This is this shouldn't be happening. So I remember a minister literally gave me a word and said, God's going to be working on you with your confidence. And then here come all this foolishness. I was like, yo, hold on. And I started noticing stuff. It seems though, I was like, yo, that's, this, wait, wait, what? You, no, this is not supposed to be, what the heck? So it is what it is. But we have to understand is that God is molding you and shaping you. Scripture says that I knew you in the womb. I knew you before you were in the womb. For the plan, you know what I'm saying? The plans that I have for you, you know what I'm saying? All this good stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? 
the, what makes us good enough good enough is God saying that we're good enough now does that mean that you're good enough for this person or whatever I mean who knows God has to answer that for you, you gotta understand that God has to reveal people's hearts to you and all this good stuff you know what I'm saying yeah, that's just a real thing that's, that's literally a real thing you didn't see um, Jacob really happy about being with Leah just, you know what I'm saying? He was more like, yo, I want Rachel. I worked seven years for Rachel. Because he saw Rachel. He wasn't thinking about Leah. And we know that he got tricked. But he wanted Leah. And then he worked another seven years for Leah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, just, that's just the nature of the beast because us because we're human. That doesn't mean that you're good that doesn't mean that you're not good enough. That means that that person doesn't see the same value that another person might see. And that's based on everybody's perception. Everybody has a different perception of you. Some people don't like me. Some people think I'm real cool. Some people think I'm a punk. Some people know I ain't the one to mess with. <laughs> like, I got classmates. They like, nah, yo, I know how Gerard was back in high school. Don't fool with that cat. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has different perceptions of you. You can't control what people think. You can try. And many have tried it. Many have been extremely manipulative in doing so. But people are going to still choose to have their own perception of you. It is what it is. You cannot control that. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody doesn't see value in you, that does not mean that you're not valuable. They just choose not to see. They deliberately choose not to see value in you. You know what I'm saying? And you have to be okay with it and much as much as it sucks and if this person is still like kind of like with you and treating you wrong and disrespecting you and treating you as like 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 trash treating you like trash treating you as trash or whatever then they don't see value in you they don't see value in you and you need to figure out what you need to do with your life you know what I'm saying? Because if they, don't, if they don't see value in you, that means that they're gonna just treat you any type of way. This is the drink I have, right? I got a pop, right? So, um, it's like 70 something cent, but you know, it's pop. You know, I can just buy another one in a little bit, you know? I can actually not even finish this and just throw it outside in the rain and just let it sit there. I'll be okay. It's 79 cent, what do I care, right? But if I got like a whole two liter of pop, I'm kind of like, mm, that's a whole two liter of pop. And people still think some type, some type of way about that. It hurts, but it, it's true. You know what I'm saying? It, I, I understand that it hurts, but it's true. And it sucks. It really, it really sucks. But, and now does that mean a guy can't deal with that person? Of course he can. But that person has to like be willing to heed the voice of God and heed his wisdom. Not everybody wants to do that. Nah, it goes back to a pride thing. That's the same reason why Satan fell like he fell was because of pride. He said, I will extend to the most high, uh, uh, extend to the heavens and be like God. I'm finna do that. I mean, okay. So basically, from his viewpoint, he didn't listen to this. He didn't value God the way the other angels value God. Think about that. His value system was like, God, okay, I'm going to be like him and I'm going to run this genre. That's Satan. His value system was warped. And, it's, and it goes back to pride. Some people, it is what it is. Like, and stuff like that. But you can't control that. But in any case, yeah, that's all I really want to say. I didn't really want to do all that doggone talking. It's after 7 o'clock. But the real thing is, before before you hurt somebody, make sure that you're, you're straight. You know what I'm saying? If you can't reciprocate, 
you know what I'm saying, love or whatever, you constantly trying to find somebody to love you, but you can't love them back, you don't need to be in no relationship. I'm being straight up. Say what you want, think what you want, but if you know you cannot love that person back, or you feel as though like, or you're in a relationship with somebody and they're not, and, and that person is choosing not to love you back, all that means is that they probably, they probably are gonna treat somebody else the way you wanna be treated and you have to be okay with it. I'm gonna end it like this. Remember my ex-wife said this. She said, Gerard, I'm gonna be upset if and when I see you with somebody else and I see you happy with them, but you weren't happy with me. And then the question is, well, why am I not happy? You know what I'm saying? It's not like if I'm dealing with dysfunction, what can we do to fix this? Now, granted, happiness is a happenstance thing. So it's actually that joy is an inside job. Not really happiness, but joy is an inside job. Ha life happens. That's what you got happenstance. Life happens in general. And so I remember my ex-wife said that, and I was like, mm, I guess you got to figure out life. You know what I'm saying? Because you can make somebody happy and you be miserable. That's what I said in my post. I was like, I, I, it's like I was making people happy at my own expense. Like, yeah, happy, but I'm still getting disrespected. Yeah, happy, but I'm still getting fighting emasculation. Like, you really trying to emasculate me? You, you happy or you're this and you're that, but I'm still feeling like, yo, like, okay, I'm, I'm giving, but you know, and like the song Wham. When he said, uh, everything she wants. He said that was a, that was a song in the '80s. You know what I'm saying? George, uh, George Michael said that. Yeah. Yeah. What she, oh, so what my ex-wife said was, I would be upset if I see you, if and when I see you with somebody else and you're happy with them, but you weren't happy with me. And then my thing with, was, well, why am I not happy? Why? If I'm, if I'm compromising, if I'm considering your thoughts, your actions, your feelings, and I'm doing my part, but I'm still not happy. Why? Because there's a strong likelihood that I'm not. The same energy, we have that phrase where it's like, keep that same energy. The same energy that I'm putting out is not being reciprocated, but I'm expected to still put out this energy. I'm still expected to please you. I'm still expected to do all this stuff, but I'm getting disrespected. Like, you... Nobody deserves that. We're not entitled, but certain things you just like, yo, I'm not created for that. Now granted, um, you know, life happens, people treat you a certain way, it is what it is, but but because it's over a relationship and y'all supposed to be loving each other, it shouldn't be like that. So, anyways, with with uh with Wham, with the song Wham, everything she wants, he was like, You've done a lot of taking. You got some giving to do. He's like, all I've been doing is giving and giving and giving. It's an 80 song. That song is dope. But he was like, all I've been doing is giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And I feel like I'm not getting anything back in return except for your presence. Because your presence is hurting me. Your presence is like toxic to me. Your presence is like, you know what I'm saying? Your presence, your demeanor, your character, the way you're treating me makes me feel invaluable. You're literally actively treating me this way. But then you still expect me to treat you like gold and platinum while I'm getting treated like cheap aluminum for. So we have to be mindful of that. If you can't treat somebody or you're choosing not to treat this person right, you probably don't need to be with that person because now you're being selfish. Like somebody else can appreciate that person. And I'm gonna end it. The last thing I'm gonna say is this: I remember 
I went on a date with this really, really, really pretty Dominican sister back in like, it was like four years ago. And I remember she was asking me, like, she, yo, this woman was, a, she's an officer in the military. Um, you know what I'm saying? Got a degree. Um, just bought a house. I was not intimidated. It did not make me feel no type of way. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought it was really dope. Oh, yeah, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I know there's certain things that I'm working on within myself. You know what I'm saying? And there's certain things that I'm aspiring. So I didn't feel no type of way. I didn't feel intimidated by her. I was just like, all right. You know, cool. She likes me, for real? Okay. I ain't feel no type of way. I, I actually didn't feel like she was going to actually emasculate me, oddly enough. Like, I, I, ne I didn't. I never got that vibe from her. And this woman had everything. Most of the women that I usually talk to don't have too much. Went on the same boat as her. And was treating me like a... It's treating me so it's, it's like mind-boggling to me. This woman had everything, but was treating me better. So, anyways. I'm going on a tangent. But, she asked me what I was looking for four years ago and I told her and she was like wow she's like man I'm sorry I can't be that she's like I can't be that and basically she's like man I'm digging you but I ain't finna waste your time cause I can't be what you want so I'm not gonna waste your time I'm not gonna waste these years with you knowing that automatically knowing from jump I cannot be what you want and I'm not gonna force you to be complacent with me. Oh, I'm not gonna force you to, to be complacent with me. This is a smart woman. She ended up doing whatever the heck she wanted to do, but she knew from jump, from them two, those two dates, she's like, wow, you are a good dude. I can't be with you. She knew it. She said, she's, she's interesting. She said some derogatory stuff. She said, you want somebody to really, really love you because she knew that. I don't know if she had a degree in psychology or something. She's like, you really want somebody to really love you. Because that's what you give. And you really want that. And she's like, you deserve that. That's what she said. You really deserve that. And she said, you want a woman that does all this other um, extracurricular activities as well. But she got that vibe off of me. I was like, uh -huh. okay. Um, but but she said, but when it came to the first part, she's like, man, I can't be that. Plus, I'm saying that she's like, man, I can't be that for you. And she stopped talking to me. I ain't talked to her since. And I was like, man, well, what if I compromise? And she was like, mm-mm, nah, you straight. She really said that. She's she's pretty like, like, you know what? You are a really good dude, but I'm not gonna do that now with you. And she was adamant. And she and that, that was me. That's weird. I'm being transparent. I was like, well, what if I? And I was like, man, you know, I got this thing for like. Afro-Latinas and Latinas and stuff like that. I really do. I need Jesus to help me with that. But anyways, so um, I, I was just like, dang. But I'll never forget that. And I actually appreciated her knowing what it was and saying, I'm not going to waste your time. She was. She knew from jump, yeah, I, I'm not it for this dude. And I'm not going to force him because I want to be with somebody or I don't want to be alone. I'm not going to force this man to compromise his belief systems and what he actually desires. Smart woman. I'm like, basically that's what I'm, that's how I interpret it. And she was just like, uh, she said, I can't be what you want. I can't give you, I can't give you what you want, but I know that you deserve it. I know that you deserve somebody like that. But she said, I can't give that. Well, um, boy, 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 boy. I tell you what, um, it was an interesting video. Um, as I stated before earlier, I really hope that you examined yourself. 
Um, because even in that, I like I, I had to examine myself. In any relationship that I've been in, I've always found myself examining myself. And there are times where I even said, God, is this what you deal with when, in, in your relationship with us? Oh, man, I need to repent because maybe I'm doing something wrong. And this is a reflection of how I may be treating you, Father. So, Father, please forgive me. That's happened quite a few times, actually. So, but in any case, I do pray that you guys examine yourself, face your hurt. And another thing I'm going to tell you this, and uh, a sister in the faith, she's a prophet, she told me this as well concerning uh, one ex-girlfriend of mine. She was saying concerning her things in her past, she said she does not want to confront those things. They were painful things. And instead of her confronting those painful things to that, that hurt her, that scarred her, she will rather deliberately walk around scarred. And continue to defend her wound instead of letting it heal in order to her, for her to love her future husband correctly. She would rather defend her wound, you know, she would rather defend her wound. And, and when I say defend her wound, basically she would rather not confront the things that hurt her. She would rather not let God actually completely heal her. Right? So she would rather operate in her wound basically hurt still and then go to somebody else and then them and expect them to be okay with her constantly bleeding on people and that's actually really sad but i pray in the name of jesus in the name of yahushua in the name of yeshua right that you guys really take this time take this week take this day whatever hour few minutes to really examine yourself about things that have actually hurt you there's a song that i've heard recently by fred hammond and basically what he was in the word in the song uh is basically god talking to us and he's saying tell me where it hurts and i'll fix it god wants to fix us that's what we go to the doctor for. You go to the doctor, you go to the hospital to say, hey, something is wrong with me. I need this to be fixed. I need surgery. I need medicine. I need antibiotics. I need, um, um, it's something I'm actually allergic to. It's not antibiotics, but it's, uh, it starts with a P. I can't think of it. But I, penicillin, you know, I need these different things. I need the medicine, the correct medicine to, 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 to remedy this sickness or disease or I just need a surgery but we need to acknowledge the thing when we realize what is wrong I did a song um actually two years ago um or it'll be two years ago in uh in September but the song is called No L's and you know what as a matter of fact once I finish this video instead of me usually playing like my beats and stuff like that I'm gonna end with this particular song called no more l excuse me so but we and in the song i was examining myself and i was like man why am i why am i why are these females hurt me why did, why don't they understand that i'm a good man and and then i'm like well let me examine myself maybe something's wrong with me maybe okay cool something's wrong with them but what about me why am i finding myself constantly entertaining these same type of women these hurt women that don't want to heal and this 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 i need to be if i'm a certain way i don't need to be constantly Asphyxiating, asphyxiating myself or fixing myself or joining myself to a woman that's constantly hurt because she's going to constantly if she's not trying to heal she's going to try to hurt me to end her to, to soothe her pain and that oh, I hit my elbow and she's she's not gonna it's not gonna remedy it's just gonna make the situation worse and i gotta constantly 
go back to the father and cry out to the father and say god help me please because now i got i got hurt all over again and i don't want to turn into a zombie because the women I didn't realize were zombies were zombies. It's like, oh snap, you are a zombie. It's like the Michael Jackson thriller. He, he shorty turns her back and now she twitching and dun, 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 right? <laughs> oh, it's the ha. <laughs> I'm keeping this. <laughs> That's not funny. But I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. And it's in the words of Kevin Hart laughing at my pain. So I was laughing at like my previous things. I was like, that's that's actually right. <laughs> that's really hilarious. <laughs> Praise God. Oh man, God is good. God is good. I think I needed to laugh. Oh, God is good. So <laughs> but in any case, I'm gonna end this uh in in the podcast with this particular song. It's called No More L's. Um, you can actually find this song on SoundCloud and on Bandcamp. Uh, Gerard Kenneth, J-A-R-A-R-D-K-E-N-N-E-T-H dot Bandcamp, Bandcamp.com. The song is called No More L's. You can find it on YouTube under Gerard Kenneth. And you can find it on SoundCloud. I didn't put it on Spotify this time. Uh, uh, and all the other different outlets like Spotify and iTunes. I didn't want to do that. Um... But you can find it on SoundCloud as well if you just type in Gerard Kenneth and then type in No More Else or you will see it in the playlist. Okay, so um, once again, well, you know who it is. It's your man, Gerard Kenneth. Hey, um, and you have been listening to the Supposed to Be Different podcast. This is episode five. Hurt people, hurt people. The zombie effect. Peace. Civil poor, been giving my altar to get it. He was holding my heart. I know that I'm flawed, but I be doggone my father. Did you see these scars? No, I'm a good one. Look how you made me. So I get in the world with a feeling, with a play with a made of your image to play out of features. 525, that's grace multiplied, right? It's gotta be me. I'm not functioning. I'm bugging on a funk sway. I'm not in a line, I'm not in your timing, but I'm still trying to run a race. You got a little head case when you hit. Put me in my place, cause I'm gonna stand. Who your promises and your promise land. I see all the giants, but I'm no ass. I'm your sheep, so need me. To your peace, I feel weak, I need sleep, so let me rest on your chest as the last piece. Pass over death, angel looking, covered by your blood, certainly that's for certain. Forgive me for the foolishness that feeling like I'm hurting. You got more patience than a heart of the surgeon. Search for a wife and what you told me to do. So now I'm working in my garden, see you put me on snooze. Oh yeah, you got me on cruise. Sometimes I need another boo.